Was it your secret invasion this week yet? Oh, no. You haven't? Okay. I'm not going to. You're not going to? No. Okay. Yeah. I I didn't um, need the old... I don't need to be Scooby-Doo'd over and over again every Wednesday. So. Well, you're just gonna wait till it, till it's all there, so you can just binge it. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I'm, okay. I think I just don't. I just yeah. This this. I mean, all I'll okay, say Jackie. is this, this week's episode was interesting. No, I mean, I'm sure there's interesting things. I'm just gonna const- I know my my brain. I'm gonna be constantly annoyed by this. Isn't the person they're supposed to be? And then oh, we get to the end of the episode, and there he is again. They're not really dead. And then we'll get to the end of the season, and the entire season really didn't happen because it wasn't. It, I'm just like we step into the shower and it's Bobby Ewing. What's up, Houdat Nation, and thanks for joining us on the Dome Patrol Podcast, the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network. I am your host, Jason, this week, because Jeff, like the rest of the Saints players, are off. We will not hear them for a while. Jeff is down in Panama City, enjoying the sun and the heat, because it's so damn hot these days, Uh, but he will be back next week. Was there a traffic jam at the canal again? Is he down there making sure the boats aren't stuck? Not that Panama. At least I don't think. <laughs> he's, he's, never, at the, he's at the Panama. You never know with him. You never he's know. He's at the Panama shitty walk. Shitty walk. So, yeah. So, we're here. It, it's still the offseason. This is the official dead zone of not quite the dead zone of the sports calendar, but it's close. This close. weekend uh, and early. Well, early. Was it Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday night? We have the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. When there are no sports going on, that is the true dead zone of the calendar. It happens every summer. Is that the only we, day of the year where that happens? Where, yep, where there's nothing. I think, did they still do the ESPYs at this break too? I think that's when you know too, when you've got the ESPYs on, it's like, ah, uh, it's the ESPYs. I haven't done the ESPYs in a decade. I wasn't sure. I, I guess they're still doing it. but uh, I haven't, as far as I know, I they're still them. doing it. And I, I feel like it was always this week because there's nothing else going on and they needed well, to put something on. Well, James, you're a really big WNBA follower. Are they yeah. breaking really the big. All-Star break to let baseball have the um, the spotlight or? Could, it, it would help if you would tell me what the WNBA was. I mean, the Women's National Basketball <laughs> yeah, I Association. I know. I guess technically you've got the NBA Summer League. So there's that. Every, Summer oh, that League's is, the time where is, everybody gets excited over the rookies and then they come in and play five minutes in the regular season and nothing happens. But uh, so, yeah, so that's kind of where we are. So that's why we released our last week. I released our, our classic episode, the 100th episode, and I haven't heard it in a long time. And I really enjoyed listening back then. That was probably in between the 2012 and 13 Saints seasons, if I had to guess. Either 12 or 13 or, or 13 and 14. It was it was somewhere back then, but it was 100 episodes. We never thought we got 100, and now we're at 800 and whatever, how, however long we are. But um, it was it was great to kind of reminisce and, and hear uh, a lot of history of the show itself. And then even the end of the show, when we started talking about the what we thought was going to happen with dome renovations and 
Hornets slash Pelicans and all that. It's interesting to see what we thought back then and what's kind of transpired to date. That's always kind of fun. Old predictions but... sure to go wrong. Yeah, some of them were okay. Some of them were, were like, if we fail with Anthony Davis, just leave. Well, we failed with Anthony Davis. So. <laughs> Again, it just it's 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 always fun to go back, and that's to me that's that might be the best show that we've ever that we've ever done. Especially going back and listening to it, it was just so much fun having all the guys back on. And uh, I would kind of like to have a few of those guys back for a season preview this year. So that's my goal. That's my hope we'll see what happens who will be able to do it i'm sick that day <laughs> this year i mean you could you could have somebody mispronounce your name and say thanks for taking over for me wasley <laughs> <laughs> like the intro this week uh or jessley speaking of that's what we have on the show today we got jessley james and wesley how you guys doing all good yeah good the dead zone is uh we are nba free agency so mavs have made a few moves so that's that's been good I saw uh, the uh, the Blazers matched. Yeah, that, I mean, that was Tybal was always going to get matched by the by the Blazers, but uh, still still good to force As them. As a into Pelicans it. fan, I said yes. Uh, who was it that you got from the Celtics yesterday? Oh. Garrett Williams was it? Grant Williams. Grant, Grant Williams, Williams. That's it. Yeah. Grant Williams. Yeah, six six foot six, great defender. Um, so he'll be really good. Also, um, shot over forty percent from three last year, which. If he can get three pointers with Marcus Smart as his point guard, he'll get really open three pointers with Luca as his and Kyrie as his point guard. Well, that's it. You you definitely hitched your wagon to Kyrie signing him that big deal. So that's yeah. I mean you, you had to. You didn't have a choice. You kind of traded the farm to get him, so you couldn't just let him leave. Yeah, I'll, and and I'll be honest that um, the Kyrie stuff that I'd seen before he played for the Mavericks was uh, like watching the NBA Finals and stuff like that that he was in, and I thought he was fine watching him for whatever it was 25 games last year. I'm really impressed with the basketball player he is. Obviously people have stuff with the, his off the court problems with his off the court uh, antics. The last big one that he did is I can't really fault him for not wanting to take the COVID shot and not play and all that. Cause he didn't understand the health benefits or retractions of it. So I didn't hate on him too much for that, but millions and millions of dollars. I understand why people did, but it's fun. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the Pelicans, they, they signed uh herb to a four-year extension. Very reasonable. Had to do that. Had to yeah. Do that. Yeah. Had to. And he's it, definitely worth it. And it's good faith. You know, it's good faith because they could have just picked up his yes. like, $1.8 million option. They said, no, we're not going to do that. We'll sign you to a, a four-year $52 million deal, which is still a steal for, to me, the best wing defender in the league. It's a crime that he was not on any of the all uh, NBA defensive teams. Um, So I'm glad we locked him up. They had to cut Garrett Temple. They had to cut Garrett Temple, and they're still going to trade Kyra. There was a whole bunch of smoke about that uh, they needed to really move in on doing CJ and a few people for Damian Lillard, which I just tell you what, Dame is absolutely would be the maybe the best player in the history of the Pelicans franchise. Um, I mean, he's great, but he's also he's also on the wrong side of thirty, and his salary is right. How how long over fifty million dollars? So it doesn't. How long does that last? Plus, he doesn't want to come here. So if he don't want to come here, don't There's bring that. here. Well, in a, he would want to go there maybe to play with CJ. But if you're trading him for CJ, he definitely, I mean. Or you know. look, you'd have to trade Ingram for him, which Dame for Ingram, probably an upgrade, except that, again, like Lillard's over 30. He's dealt with injuries the past two years, and he's making 50-plus million dollars. Like, I'm sorry, he's great, but no thanks. Him, and, him and Zion making 100 is just not, a, not right, good. Right, right. Zion no, never plays a good and name that's over 30. Right. No. So they're 
you know, so they'll they'll trade Kyra to get under the tax, and then they'll kind of be fine. The key is they just need to be fucking. They just have to be healthy. That is the only thing they need is fucking health. And with this franchise, who knows? It's who knows. What's the chances that um, the guy from Europe does well in the um, summer league, and does the chance he gets onto the onto the I, roster? I the guess next it's, season or so. I don't know exactly how that works when you when you draft and stash guys. He's got some talent. I guess it all depends on does he want to come here? Do we have a roster so, spot for him? Yeah, they probably don't have a roster spot for him, so they would have to offer him a two way contract. So there's only so many games and minutes he could play. And then he would not be on a playoff roster for the one game where the playoffs that y'all are going to play. Oh, okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see. There's always another bet coming up. We can do that too. Are you, uh, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm good to keep it going. Are y'all, are we going to, y'all going to do a Pelican plunge soon uh, based on the draft and free agency? We'll, we'll, I tell you what, we'll, we'll do one I mean, before training camp. I mean, they can't lose a game for a few months due to y'all doing one right now. They can't, but somebody could definitely get hurt in summer league. I don't want any they part of that. They, they don't lose a sink. They don't win a single game in summer league right. because you do a Pelican plunge. I think it's probably right. safe if we just don't mention them at all. Probably. Yeah. I mean, you know, they had the draft. They drafted, they drafted Hawkins best shooter in the draft. Fine with it. Let's see how they do in summer league and let's not try to curse them any more than they've already been cursed. Yeah. And that's, that's your Pelican plunge. There you that, go. And that's your Pelican plunge. Job done. So, um, let's move along again. There's 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 no Saints news, so we will uh, talk about the fact that LSU baseball, what a performance they had in the College World Series. Uh, what what a team all year! And going into the College World Series, you were kind of like, all right, it's great. It's the first time they've been in the College World Series since was it 2017. You fe- it felt like with having Skeens and having Cruz it would be a disappointment if they didn't find a way to at least make it to the finals, if, if not win the thing. And they started off really well. Uh, Skeens pitched, they won, but then they lost to Wake Forest, so they were stuck in a loser's bracket. So you're like, oh, man. Well, it was the hardest possible draw because they had number one and number two teams. You know, Florida and Wake Forest were the, the top two teams in the World Series. It was it was the worst possible way. And then Florida just gets this walkthrough to the yeah. to- Oral Roberts. Uh you know, like LSU had to beat Tennessee. I mean, I think I think Stanford was ranked. They were on Florida side, but that was it. Yep. So having to go in and the run they put, I mean, we look at it, they played eight games in 10 days, which is just it's just, just absurd. I really you, wish and college teams do not have a pitching staff to do that no, at all because they have two or three good starters. And that's been the debate all year is whether LSU had one or two good starters or didn't just get out hit teams like you just can't play that way. And it was look, they it, it, it's a shame that the college world series once the team makes it to the finals they don't like give them a break to get set because the fact that schemes didn't even pitch against florida was just a crime but crazy crazy but 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 let's go back um had to go through the losers bracket a lot of pitchers a lot of pitchers stepped up i mean outside of the one game against florida lsu's pitching was what two and a half sub two and a half era i think outside of that game they had multiple players pitchers pitch their best game of the season the best game of their college career during that last 10 days like it's and 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 two of them maybe two of their best games <laughs> it's crazy yeah yeah uh you know yeah uh yeah Ack- Ackerhausen coming in and winning and then I mean even um you know like Ty Floyd pitched great that you heard pitched great uh, the bullpen was phenomenal it was it was a crazy run. It was a crazy run, and 
the to me the play of the tournament was was Trey Morgan's play at first mm. base in the Wake Forest game and the the nothing nothing game that went to extra innings. W- without that, they don't you know without that, I mean that, that's it. They lose. They they don't win. And one of the one of the best, if not the best, college defensive baseball play you will you will ever see considering the stakes. I think I, I think it's the it's one of the best baseball plays I've ever seen at any level and where. It's one of those plays that somebody who's never played baseball before can look at it and go like, oh, wow, that was difficult. But and I'll just like kind of as somebody who played. Baseball and softball till I was 30, like traveled around playing. The play he made is not easy to make at all, like it's almost and if anything goes wrong, like the way he if you if he puts it three inches up or three inches down, the catcher doesn't catch it and make the tack. It's just it's an incredibly almost impossible to play to make. And like you can sit there and we have a, every single team plays 162 baseball games every year in major league baseball. And you've never seen that play before. No. Yeah, I mean, the you Derek mean. Jeter, like where he ran and tossed it in the world series for the right. tag. That's, which that, was, that's the thing this that came was to that, mind for This me. was like yeah. that on steroids. Yeah. This was a, this was harder than that. And for people that played baseball, that Derek Jeter plays considered one of the greatest plays in the history of major league baseball. Um, and again, I've known some people that didn't play ball. And they're like, that, that didn't look that hard. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's impossible. It was the speed at which he reacted so cra- to the so crazy. He's yeah. sprinting at full speed yeah. and then puts soft little touch on the ball to throw it to the, the exact perfect To the spot. perfect place. And the runner's flying in from third base, too. Like on the replay, like the runner just flies through. And look, have, having Malazzo in there instead of Travinsky because Travinsky was a little dinged up having the better defensive catcher there to make the play, make the tag. I mean, so, so close. Everything just had to fall away. But again, I mean, such a great play. And then of course they come back and they hit the home runs. And I mean, this was really just such a fun team to get behind a fun team to root for a fun team to watch. So they managed to, to go through, they beat Tennessee again, they stay alive. They beat Wake Forest two times in a row. I mean, that, that, the freaking pitching duel between Skeens and and Rhett Lawton yeah. is that his name? I mean, a, another another top ten draft pick this year. I mean, it's just it's just absurd. And then to make it to the finals, to to have that to to win game one, the dramatic way they win game one, and look game two, whatever it, it happened, and it's like okay, whatever, move on, move along now. Did you so, did you see the thing about the before the Rhett Lauder game before LSU played against them that? One of the LSU pitchers, I think it was Ty Floyd, it was either Heard or Floyd, had ordered um, DoorDash and went downstairs to get his order. Well, somebody walks in with a little bag and he goes, hey, is that my order? And he goes, yeah, is your name Rhett L? And he goes, yes, it is. <laughs> and took his food and took So he's like Rhett Louder didn't get his pregame meal that day because one of the LSU pitchers took it. Oh, that's awesome. So maybe, I mean, I maybe that was the difference. But I was gonna say on the play that you're talking about, I almost feel terrible for Josh Pearson because Josh Pearson makes a catch in left field that again lets LSU win the game. If he doesn't catch that ball, game's over. Right then yep. and there, run scores. But it was so outshined by the Trey Morgan play that's that when you just look at the World Series, it's such a better play. Um, but there's a couple LSU was multiple times down to this is the play if one run scores or one hit gets. It's it's over, or LSU came up with a couple of walk off home runs or home runs to, to 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 then uh, to, shut to the other the, team down. To take the league, yeah. Cra- crazy, crazy. I mean, again, they felt like a team of destiny this year with some of the things, but it came to, came together. Right. It, yeah. It's so nerve wracking, and I will say, man, that 
that last game, it was so nice to to, to get it. And, and so, so it was interesting. So I was actually playing softball Monday night. We're out here playing. Nobody wants to play. A bunch of dudes left and went to Omaha. So we were like bare minimum. We play with nine players. And, you know, the game's going on and everybody's got the phone in their dugout. We're all watching the game on the phone. We're not even watching. The I was game. watching on my iPad on the plane from Denver. I was flying back from Denver. So. So then, you know, I, I, like during the game, you know, we're watching and we get the bases loaded and then we get another run, another run, another run. It's like, OK, I think we're OK. We end the game. I get in the car. I hear the play where Marlazzo hurt his ankle. But at that point, we're up eight something. And you're like, I, I really as awesome as as the, you know, the nothing, nothing extra inning game is as awesome as it is overall. God, it was nice to just not have to worry <laughs> it, about it, after all the other ones. It was nice to have a game that you just got right? to not worry. You're just like, yeah, like like this is it. We're good. Right. We're it, good. It reminded me a little bit of, um, you know, when the Red Sox came back from 3-0 down against the Yankees um, in 2003. 3. 3, 4. 3 2003. It was 4. No, it was 2004. That's right. So game 7, the Red Sox were 6-0 up at the end of the first They had that grand and slam at the beginning they, of the game. Yeah, right? and, and you just saw that they just relaxed completely. I thought, well, we've, we're not going to we're not going to lose this game now. And that's what I think happened to LSU. They just scored all those runs. And it was just like, oh, we've done it. <laughs> yeah. And, and playing without you, the pressure just let them it was a lot more relaxing than i'm a cub fan so like you know game seven in their world series it's <laughs> uh, like yeah. holy shit well, i mean i was fair, like, i was i was huddled on the couch i was just huddled on the couch shaking like come on just do it just well do and then it. that one with the red sox i mean st louis never even showed up for the world series no, so no, i mean they no, just no. ran yeah. away with it yeah 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 so it was uh so yeah, so this, yeah so there's there's oh, something in the water in Baton Rouge at the moment though, isn't there? Where the sports where the sports are concerned, well, and that's the thing, especially with with NIL. Like LSU is the place to that players are going to want to come to. Well, we had baseball. that huge the huge win in the Super Regional. Where I mean, again, so I think we talked about this a few weeks ago. LSU has led college baseball attendance every single year since it's either ninety six or ninety seven. I think it's ninety six. Every single year since nineteen ninety six. And we've had down years in there. Yeah, there's a point in there where we were the best team in the history the of college baseball era. But, but every single year, I mean, that's that's amazing to just to keep that up. And and during the super regional, the whole place is just rocking, and like you can tell on TV, like it was fun. And Jay Johnson's after every game is press conferences. Um, hey, if you like to have fun, like we're doing and play baseball. If you're in the transfer portal, this is where you need to come. And it's great that he's he knows his job and he's getting big, big people in the transfer portal. And apparently there's another big one, like um, just on uh, Wednesday of this week, he tweeted out a tiger um, emoji. And everybody knows that means there's somebody that's committed, but the word's not going to the word's not coming out for a few days. But somebody big, um, which we've already gotten an Alabama pitcher. We've there's another Alabama pitcher in the transfer portal. There's a big Tennessee pitcher in the transfer yeah, portal. Mm-hmm. There's there's some people out there, and why would you not? Why would you not? Right, exactly. Yeah, especially with NIL. And then of course we were up there, and we just shatter the Jello shot record. I mean, Shit, that well, was I mean, I don't even know if it's you've shattered what it's it's the it's, it, I mean you couldn't it's shattered because it was seventeen thousand was the record. Or it was 8, it was it was eighteen thousand by 18, Ole Miss, and they year. did sixty. No, S- sixty. 64,000, wasn't it? No, no, 64. It was just short of 65. And look, even tossing out the 6,000 that the Raising Canes guy did, and even even tossing out the ones that the lawyer down here gave, it's still... The 8,000? Yeah, if you take out the 15,000 they got, it's still... It's still three times. Quadrupled the record. 
Right. I mean, we all knew we were going to break the record anyway going in, but just to watch it and to watch the excitement and to have all those games. That's the thing. You had, they had to play so many games so the people Six, stayed up there. 68, 888. So they, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, t- they did it on purpose to get it to theirs because of the lucky number eight for LSU Jersey. So oh. they they did it on purpose with that. So but, yeah, j- just incredible. just an incredible performance. And then they had the celebration here Tuesday where they awarded everything. And and now Skeens and Cruz are probably going to go one and two in the draft or at least two, two out of the top three. Two out of the top five for Pittsburgh sure. can be There's- weird. There's, well, there's a bunch of stuff going on with how much money um, each of them wants and how slots are and stuff like that. So there's chances for them to fall. Um, the Rangers are picking it four. Either one of them could fall, and that would be They could definitely fall. I, I feel like, yeah, like Pittsburgh. I think Cruz may... is more likely to go one, though, right? Yeah, yeah. That Because of the, the questions of pitcher injuries and elbows. Like, at some point, Skeens is probably going to blow out his elbow. That's just the way it goes with pitchers like that. I mean, I mean he threw 100 it was the one game he threw he threw over 140 times in a game like the human body is just Crazy. probably not meant to do that probably but i know like the nats pick second so it, even if the pittsburgh does something weird cruz will go to the nats too and then, then you kind of see where skeens goes uh, but congrats on lsu an all-time incredible team. i mean so it's, much, so much fun it's crazy Most- like they, they've had a lot of good teams in the past but was this this was definitely the most fun to follow and watch was it their best team no maybe maybe i mean the, the gorilla ball team of 97 just killed everybody it was pretty 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 yeah crazy. i mean they were all roided to the gills but it, it... <laughs> the um yeah i mean as far as all around team i mean it, it's going to be hard to say that dylan cruz isn't the greatest player to have ever played at lsu um, and it'd be hard to say that Paul Skeens isn't the greatest pitcher to ever play. He did break um, Ben McDonald's K record. Man. And we've just had, we, we have, there's, there's, it, it ends the season. You saying, yes, they're the, the greatest because of the way that the, some of the players that didn't play well this year stepped up. But I, I just, I watched enough of it this year that I think that there were, there was still holes to be filled all season where I knew that it, they could win, but also like knew like they could lose to just about anybody. Yeah. And, and fans weren't thrilled with, Pitching in the bullpen and even Jay on the back half yeah. of the season, they def- yep. definitely were not, but they managed he, to put it all together. He was getting the right people managed. experience and getting them ready for it. I mean, and even the stuff with, I mean, Travinsky came in, like Malazzo wasn't hitting this year and Travinsky came in and Travinsky is going to be a major league or a minor league player, at least now. It's a big, big dude. That's going to going to play for somebody now, which he was a complete unknown three months ago. It also is pretty cool that the most watched game in the history of women's basketball was an LSU championship and the most watched game in the history of men's college baseball is an LSU championship. Pretty dang cool. Re- really dang cool. And so, I mean, those are just a couple months apart. Go Tigers. Awesome. All right. Bring on the football. That's right. Speaking of bringing on the football. Yeah. So we are, we're still in the dead zone. We got three weeks until saints training camp. Um, there's not a ton out there and it, it is kind of funny. I am, starting to get to the point where like come on like i'm itching i'm jonesing you know i kind of i shut off my football brain for a few months but now that it's so close and and i'm getting kind of ready and you're, you're starting to see little columns here like i saw will brinson put out his qb column his tier column the other day um you know Carr was slightly below middle of the pack i think he's like you can win with these guys but but it, it is interesting that uh, and sure, we're optimistic about it, but 
a lot of people are just thinking Derek Carr is is like a Jared Goff quarterback. I'm like, I think he's probably like he's better than that. He's better than fucking Jared Goff, right? Yes. Yes. But yeah, the, there's but there, no doubt. But the, there is a sense of maybe it's hesitation with with Allen, which I can understand. Possibly that's it. But to and and I, there was another column like, oh, we're gonna look back, and these were the best offseason acquisitions. Like to me, I feel like Carr has to be on that list, and it it wasn't. So nobody's expecting. Nobody's expecting a lot from the Saints this year, even though the roster seems to be there. You know, there there's a few positions where they 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 could be aging and injuries could be an issue. But overall, where we stand right now with everybody healthy, it, it does seem like we're primed to just, I guess, surprise a lot of people. Like nobody's expecting the Saints to do anything this year. Yeah. I, the, is, it just, Derek, is it just it's not just be us being homers, right? I mean, the Derek Carr disrespect is, is real. Um, and I mean, I guess I can sit there and understand the way his last year went of why people would act that way. Um, but I also, because I think that that offensive scheme matters and the coach and the quarterback being on the same page matters. Um, I I can see why he had a bad year last year. Um, and again, he's not somebody, he seems to be someone who's owning that and understanding that he needs to work and do something different. And the saints schematically are the perfect fit for, for Derek Carr. Um, I also think that, and again, I understand not giving us any credit for saying that Michael Thomas is going to be on the field because nobody believes that. And why would you? Um, But if Derek Carr plays the way that Derek Carr played, not better, if he plays exactly like he played the last time he played in this system, and if Michael Thomas just comes back, not even the full whatever it is, if he just comes back and can be Michael Thomas for even three years older for 14 or 15 games, this is like, I don't know what you're going to do with this team. I mean, we have three starting running backs. We have two number one receivers. And I mean, if you don't believe that Rashid Shahid and Jawan Johnson are ascending talents, I mean, you're just, you're just not paying attention. So, yeah, well, and, I mean, and that's in addition to like, like the division just being garbage. dog shit. Yeah. Dog shit. The- we, we're, we have, we, Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback we play this year, and he's maybe the only good one. I mean, you, you then you start talking about is Matt Stafford going to be healthy in week I, 15? I don't know. I mean, probably not. I, mean, I, I would at least throw Trevor Lawrence up there. He doesn't have a lot of history, but if, if yeah. you believe, if you know, I'm, if you I'm believe, not a Lawrence believer, so I, I mean, I, if you believe where he's going to go, and I, I kind of believe in Lawrence, so I got more negative tape of Lawrence in the NFL to date than there is positive tape, I'd say. But he's only and, got what two years? Three. Oh, three. Three. Yeah, he had two bad years, and then. But but also, I'm he's don't been in the league two years already. Is that has right? He? Has he? I don't know. Trevor Lawrence has more bad tape than Derek no, Carr does. No, no, the, no. Uh, Lawrence only has two years. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, Lawrence. But he also had. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's he, right. He's he's he stayed. He stayed after, when Burrow he, left. When yeah. Burrow left, he stayed. Yeah. So twenty-one, twenty-two. I mean, he also had an awful coach his first year, so you kind of have to throw that year out. I mean, he he did. Hey, he was the worst just, coach. Just just because the guy likes to party doesn't mean he's a bad coach. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a good college coach. Even but, when even when the, the Saints the, were the college good. girls do agree. <laughs> yeah, but even when the Saints were were good with Breeze in eighteen and nineteen, the national press was still 
still had doubts. Oh, Drew Brees' arms falling off. Oh, you know. So, so it's 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 every year, um, and of course we think they're going to be better because because we're, we're Saints fans. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that we are going to surprise a lot of people this year. I re- I really do. I the, the the closer we get to the season, the more sure of that I am. It is kind of funny how so many national guys just appear to not like Saints. They always, oh, no, the Saints, a lot of it's salary cap related. Oh, what are we doing? Well, we managed to field a pretty competitive team every year. Well, hopefully ESPN have fired most of them over the past week. Oh, well, they fired a lot of people. I, I'm not sure how you can discount the ability of what the Saints can do on defense, though. Um, the, I get it. So you can question whether or not, because we have a basically, without Cam Jordan, an all-new defensive line. So I understand questioning that, but our defensive line wasn't good last year. So, I mean, I mean, as long as they just par for the course and you add in the health of Marshawn Lattimore, and this is a better team. Um, We were, we were a very decent defense last year and and the numbers look good. I think we were, we were fine. We were without Marshawn Lattimore, who, who everybody pretty much to a man agrees that Marshawn Lattimore is the best player on the Saints offense or defense. I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, and we did that without him. Yeah, well, I, you know, you kind of look at it. I mean, you've got, and I, I do think the secondary is going to be better, but you do have Matthew. I expect May, a lot from the secondary, this right? Year. But I mean, yes. you've got, you've got, you got Matthew, May, Davis, and Cam all on the other side of thirty. At some point, is is this the year that that you that you see a drop off, or can they keep it going one more year? You know, I, I could see that being a question. Um, to me, the biggest thing is. Can Pete, can Pete Michael show that he's ready to be a real fucking play caller? That's what yeah. I want to see. That is my – that's kind of why I'm stuck at 9 and 8 in addition to a little bit of Allen. It's it's mostly Pete. Like, dude, this is it. You are the offensive guy on this coaching staff right now. It's not Allen. It's you. You have to find a way to utilize all the weapons that we think we have. That is the biggest key for this team this year. Can this dude – be, be a real play caller. Can he do it? What if we just sh- get, get the wig and the fake goatee and we have John Gruden out there dressed as Pete Carmichael <laughs> calling the plays? Carmichael's got short hair and he doesn't have a goatee, right? Pete Carmichael? Yeah, he's got a little. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, I might be thinking of Pete Carmichael circa 2012. I'm in <laughs> flashback zone. <laughs> when he was a quarterback coach. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, I mean, like, that's it. He's outside of, of health in the trenches. And, you know, the trenches are where our questions will kind of lie. But other than that, it's fucking Pete Carmichael. Yep. That's Agreed. the only thing that's holding me back from being 16 to 1 Super Bowl. Let's go. At some point. So, even, and I do believe he'll be fine this year. But even if you don't think, at some point, there's so much dang talent that, okay. like, they, I mean, they, maybe. I mean, yeah, I mean, we think, but okay. Well, I mean, Tyron Lue won a world championship, didn't he, as a coach? I mean, yeah. I mean, Jeff Van Gundy win one or make a final or something. Like this. He made the finals. <laughs> really bad coaches can let superstars just carry them. Okay, help. Yeah, but it's totally different than the NBA, where NBA is a player's league. NFL, not so much. You I need know, good yeah. coaching. You need, come on, you need good yeah, coaching. But again, sure. like it's he, with all the talent that we think we have, and it appears we have. Pete's got to make it work. He's got to he's got to put us in in place to succeed. 
no matter what, you know, we can't just have Taysom getting two carries a game and, uh, you know, comes in for two snaps. And yeah, I mean, if, if we can have a, if we can just have average NFL health this year, one, one, I'll just say that, that there's no excuses, but, but I don't think we need them. I'll, I'll also be positive and say, I don't think we need the excuses. Now, what if here's what we do, we will set up. This is tunnel vision from planet to planet solar system to solar system from galaxy to galaxy. Transition, what if you were able to add any player you wanted from the 80s or the 90s to today's NFL or or, or the Saints roster? Any, any play, I'll give you two two players. Two players, you can choose any players you want, offense, defense, special teams, doesn't matter. You want to pick Morton Anderson on this team? Go for it. He was a nice safety blanket back in the day. <laughs> so re- he would have won us a couple of games last as year. As I remember, yes, he would have. Yes, he would have. He would have won us a lot of games. He'd have probably got us in the playoffs, actually, looking at the... Uh... Oh, yeah. He may have made uh, both kicks in London last year. Maybe. But you, that, that came right in your face. Yeah, I know. Uh, so I'm not, I, well, I'll tell you right now, just to go ahead and knock it out of the park with the Morton Anderson crap, I'm not picking a Falcon to be on this team. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so no Bobby Aber either. <laughs> so, yeah, so we decided, yeah, let's, let's do... 80s and 90s, mostly because, I mean, like, you can go all the way back to the 50s, but at least in the, for the 80s and 90s, it's players that we remember growing up as being as being great and, and at least know. You know, I, I would assume most of our listeners still have an idea of who these players are. Now, sure, maybe we're aging ourselves a little bit. We could have a 25-year-old listener who has no idea <laughs> who some of these players are. Um, Google Google is your friends. Yeah, Duncan. yeah, yeah. You too. I, I I think I think they'll know the names that we've got. I would imagine. Okay, maybe. All right. So who who wants to go first? I'll 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 do I'll do my first one first. Yeah, yeah. So so my first one that I would add to this team is, man, if I could add Reggie White to this team, I just immediately do that. Um, and it's it's a came out in when the USFL collapsed in '85. Like he became a part of the Eagles. The Eagles didn't even know what they have. And get this, he signed a, his first contract was four years and one point eight five million dollars. How, how times have changed. Yeah, um, that's not but, that's not far. That's minimum minimum is more than that for four years now, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah. So so then he comes in, doesn't even play for the Eagles because they don't know what they have for the first few games. His first NFL game. 10 tackles and two and a half sacks. <laughs> Talk about like announcing your presence with authority. Um, so like then by, by the end of the season, he ends his first year oh, yeah. with 13 <laughs> sacks and 13 games. I mean, um, but, uh, you know, got his N- NFC defensive rookie of the year and all. But um, 
the 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 career that he had for the Eagles and Packers, and then he did play one game with one season with the Panthers um, before before retiring. Um, just a dominant defensive end that could get to the quarterback in a time when um, holding wasn't called on every single play. <laughs> And uh, you had to be powerful and um, fast, and just a good mix of of how to of how to get to the um, quarterback. But um, legendary player that um, would uh, absolutely jump in and be incredible on this uh, on the on this team. Um, so did have 198 sacks in his career. I might have, and I was, when we were thinking about this topic, I, I may have kind of screwed up. Were we talking about players coming in just in today's NFL or on the Saints? So, to, to play or, for this Saints team. Or both. Play for this. Okay. So that is, I, that is, that is my first player that I would, I would put on this team right now, put him on the other side of Cam Jordan, and let's show Brian Brzee how to get after the quarterback. Because I think, like, initially I was thinking – just in terms of today's NFL, who would who would thrive today? And with all the the rules adjustments that are benefiting offense, initially I was like, well, give me Jerry Rice, give me Barry Sanders. Yep. You know, the fact that Jerry Rice did all that and he was able to be grabbed. Th- th- this is just NFL in general, but this yep. is who is this isn't who I'm picking. That was just my initial thought. But in terms of the Saints, I like your that because I think the defensive line is a question. I would go Lawrence Taylor just because he was well, he was well, again he, he was they, a monster. Do, they do drug testing these days. Well, that, well, that, and so that, 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 that was the question. Ever ever suit up on Sunday? That that was kind of the question. And again, would again, be, and I, I would I would yeah I would hundred percent Lawrence Taylor would be be my guy with that. If I just don't think that he's ever going to make it in today's NFL. But but but, but back then he can get away with it. But today but, with all the money involved, maybe he I don't know only but, gets suspended twice and misses like two games once and then. Six games? I don't know. Yeah. Reggie White's my guy. You put him on this roster, him and Cam getting after the quarterback, getting pressure. Our defense gets so many interceptions. Um, we It just makes turnovers uh, you know, ha- happen constantly. You throw a prime Reggie White on this team. Okay. Yeah. So so mine and Jason, you mentioned him um, just before. Um, and, you know, was my favorite player when I first started watching NFL back in well, probably the mid 80s when it first came on TV over here. And I'll be Jerry Rice. <clears throat> He's the best receiver the league has ever seen. His statistics are far and away higher than the next person on the list. Touchdowns, yards, receptions. I don't think his records will ever be beaten. And that's a bold statement to make, but I can't see his records ever being beaten. Um, and he instantly makes your offense better. It's it's absurd that his records won't be broken, considering the gains that the the NFL has made in terms of right how much it's a passing league now and how much the rushing before. That it's More it's games. absurd. Like like he he is such to me he's the best NFL player of all time because he's so far and away better than number two at his position. Yeah, and well, and for that my, reason, that's why I put him. So I'm, I am a Jerry Rice fan, but my favorite player in the history of the NFL that's not a saint is Joe Montana, and so it, in answer to your question, Jason. So Joe Montana, if we're just talking about a guy that can make it in today's NFL, Joe Montana was not a large quarterback. He finally, after years and years, what kind of ended his run in San Francisco was getting just mauled by a defensive lineman. And he still came back and had successful seasons with Kansas City. But 
in this today's NFL where quarterbacks can barely be touched, mm. I think Joe Montana has a better career than he did in his mm. previous. I mean, the numbers he would put up are just insane I mean, of what, what he would be able to do when you couldn't touch him. What, and, what about, defensive what about and defensive backs can't maul the quarterback either. See, I, I was thinking, the, kind the, of thinking the cor- about the corner, the wide receivers. Right, right, right. Like, I was, I was kind of thinking about. I was kind of thinking about Dan Marino because it seems like his career wasn't as long as it probably should have been because he got hit a lot. But yeah, yep. if you're if he's able to, he was a, to, he was a big old statue back there. Yeah, which I mean, he could maybe get away with that a little bit more now. But I wonder how he would have thrived. Well, and, and then I'll just we were having that conversation. So the mixture of those two guys that would do John Elway would crush in this day and age because mm-hmm. the arm that he has, mm-hmm. but also that he was mobile and could run. I mean, he could run just enough, I, I, but. Um, Joe Montana would be in any era of the NFL would just be, I, I think, the best, still the best quarterback of all time. Do you not think Steve Young would be better as well in this era than he was then? Yeah, he would be. He would be. Yeah, I mean, because the concussion, yeah. the, con- the concussions ended up doing him in um, yeah. there, too. I, I just don't. I, I like Steve Young. I don't think he's on the level of the three other gentlemen. Well, but but also, yeah, I mean, no, I, he isn't. No, but the run, the running helps. But yeah. But it's interesting with Young, like he didn't have the length of career just because he was a backup. Like he was stuck was behind so Montana for so but, long. But like but if, was, if he but, came in and started. But was Young so good because he sat so long behind Joe Montana? If Young starts as a rookie, does it ever work out for him? I mean, Probably no. not. I mean, Probably I mean, not. I don't know. I, I, let me tell you. I mean, he sat did, behind Joe Montana and then two of the greatest offensive mind coaches in the history of football for a couple of years there, learning a lot. And I mean, Joe Montana wasn't walking him around telling him everything well, to do. They weren't best friends. I mean, he, Montana, Montana also played under Bill Walsh. So, yeah, that's what I'm so, uh, right. some of it's your situation on here with. Yeah. So it's interesting. So in, in terms of the in terms of the Saints, I'll go with my number two. I would go with it was it was a toss up on this Saints team between Jari Evans and Carl Nix. And I'm going to go Carl Nix. I loved Carl Nix on the Saint on the Saints. Are you talking about you're picking a Saints player? I mean, I'm picking a guy from who who I would love on this team right now would be Carl Nix. A, a, a healthy 2008, 2009, 2010 Carl Nix. Give me that guy at, at guard on this team and, and, let, and let, let's just go. You know, our running game would be vastly improved. We wouldn't have to worry about pushes up the middle that we've had to deal with the last couple of years. And, and it's really just defensive line and offensive line. Those are kind of my questions this year. So I addressed I addressed one on each. And look, you could go with Jari. I mean, Jari would be either way. Carl, I just I remember I I don't know. I remember liking when we drafted Carl Nix, and I remember liking him on the team. And I was so disappointed when he left for fucking Tampa, and then his he got Mercer, and then his career was over. <laughs> just like that. You go to Tampa, you get Mercer. You go to strip club, you get Mercer. <laughs> No, so yeah, and I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to pick an offensive and defensive player. So, um, you know, and with Reggie White on one side, the, the other side, I thought about Jari Evans, and it's, some of that's maybe just me because I've saw what he did for the Saints. Um, but I'm also going to go out and I, you know I thought about Bruce Matthews as just a stalwart on the offensive line, but I think that Anthony Munoz is the best player in the history of football, maybe at any position. Um, Played a played a, a 13 seasons for 11 straight years. He was selected to the Pro Bowl, and he was a first-team All-Pro in nine of those 11 years. I mean, it's just a guy that completely dominated. Again, in a time when I think that he played against the best defensive ends 
in the history of football. We're talking about he played Lawrence Taylor. He played against Reggie White. And this is a guy that just was there all the time. Um, and again, um, not necessarily a huge guy that was a great blocker, but also super athletic and would get downfield um, and, and continue blocking downfield. And he was just an ath- athlete as well. So, um, and actually just kind of Anthony Munoz actually caught seven passes in his NFL career. Oh, so how about you, that? Use that as, uh, as now checking in the, the, the tight end, Anthony Munoz. <laughs> oh, um, let's see that one. So, um, yeah, I, I'd say right now, if we had prime Reggie White and prime Anthony Munoz, I'd, uh, buy my tickets to Vegas, right? I was going to say, I think my record uh, would change from nine and eight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just <laughs> just ever so slightly, ever so slightly. Um, right, so... And Willie Rofe was hard to ignore, too. But but my thing with Willie Rofe, I'm sorry, James. Just, my thing with Willie Rofe is he was incredible for the Saints. But because of getting lazy and fat and the Saints basically firing him, it inspired him to go be- then with the Chiefs become one of the greatest offensive linemen in the history of football. Did Joe Horn have he- a little bit to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? Oh. Joe Horn had a little bit to do with that, right? But so, but I'm just saying, like, I think he was he was great for the Saints. He became one of the best offensive linemen ever after he got motivated by the Saints getting rid of him. He then became that guy. And so I, I've always, I love Willie Rofe. I've got one of his throwback jerseys. I've, I've taken a picture with him when he was inducted in the Saints uh, ring of honor. Like him, it's hard for me to say like, that's the guy because if I got the Saints version of him, yeah, that's good. But if I could get the Chiefs version of him, he's one of the greatest ever. Well, but he also, I mean, he also had to go through when Moore quit and Dick coming he, in. You yeah, know, yeah. we weren't, we were, we were maybe the worst organization in the league at that point. So, look, I, you should never not play hard, but you can understand for, for why sure. he may have been dropped off a little bit. Yeah. And then Joe Horn. And then Joe Horn. <laughs> Would you like to expand on that? About the relationship between Willie Rowe. Well, and- at some point, Willie Rowe felt like I need to get in shape now. Hmm, I need to. <laughs> help, I'm going to join a gym. Did it help his home life? Yeah, I don't. I don't know how it all worked out. I know there's a lot of rumors and innuendo, but <laughs> we don't do rumors on this podcast. No, of course not. Only dealing factual information. Mm. Right. All right. So, so allegedly, James, allegedly, that's James has Lawrence Taylor and Carl Nix. That's me. I got, I got Reggie White and Anthony Munoz. And James, you got yep. Jerry Rice. And are yep. you gonna pick a cornerback just to stay with your wide well, receiver cornerback? Where we're picking people in the trenches, you're gonna go. So, this is between two people, um, and I'll tell you the two. Tell, people. tell us the one you're not gonna take. The one I'm not gonna take is Barry Sanders. Yeah. He's the one I'm not going to take. So you want a fourth um, running back? <laughs> yeah. I, I think he might be number one of the four. Yeah. I think yeah. he may push a little bit. One of Wait, the others out ever so. You think slightly. Kendra Miller would still say that he's coming for the number one running not back sure. position? Not it, sure he would. It, it it would be interesting to see Barry in today's NFL with the extra schemes designed to get him more passes in the backfield and just how elusive he was. Just, like th- just you look back at some of his runs now on t- and it's ridiculous. Re- ridiculous what he was doing i mean literally insane i mean he retired way too early he would he would have you know he would have definitely broken the yardage record emmett smith yeah would wouldn't be leading the uh the the career yards um so 
interesting, Wesley, you said before about cornerback. That is where I'm going with uh, with, with 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 my pick. Wow. Um, oh, you must hate Alante Taylor and Paulson Adebo. Well, this is the thing. You said you got a crowded running back. We also have a really good secondary, but this one player, I think, alongside Marshawn Lattimore, would literally make that nobody would throw a pass on this. Deion Sanders. I was wondering if you were going to do it. Mm. <laughs> wow. And I know he played for the Falcons. I know, but he was. Hey, so- wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where's Morton Anderson? <laughs> wait. Man, hey, Dion made it in a time where defensive backs were allowed to be physical and he couldn't be. And yep. he was still okay in today's NFL with like you can barely touch people. He's is incredible. And it, it would returner. be game over. Uh, I was going to say, you're also factoring in the punt returners, too. And and wide receiver. Yeah. (laughs) Right. What about when he goes to play for the Braves for for a month? (laughs) Well, I'm not sure two-way would would work. Now, would it? I don't think. I I don't think. Could the baby cakes use him? (laughs) The baby cakes don't (laughs) exist. They're talking about turning that into into a soccer and a football stadium. Um, no, Dion yeah, De- uh... De- Sanders for me, he, he was again. I know I said about Jerry Rice, but at the time, Dion Sanders was way clear of the next best cornerback. Do do you care at all about how Dion fits in this locker room? This is hypothetical, so I couldn't give a damn. Okay, this, this <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just where I'd, I'd get into the Champ Bailey, Darrell Dur- Rivas kind of conversation about the who. I mean, I think Champ Bailey is just incredible. We had Champ Bailey in here. How'd that work? Yeah. We, we, we tried that. Yeah, that, that. That was <laughs> a, a decade very, very, late. All right, yeah. right. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I was just going back a little bit further than. I mean, Champ Bailey was was 90s, wasn't he? Revis was. Revis was two thousand. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, at, at the time when I started watching NFL, Deion Sanders was just clear of anybody else. So, I mean, I, I think I mean same with that. Walter Payton does great in today's NFL too, um, with with the way that he could he could move. Now, I mean, he kind of kind of would would do well with that. Is is there is there anybody? Who's the closest? I mean, I know who is the closest, but there's only one player that's maybe the closest to like somebody like Earl Campbell that just, I mean, so you got, when Taysom gets the ball, you watch people like not want to tackle him. I'll tell you who not, I would And love. he's not Earl Campbell. I know exactly who I, who I would want. I, if, if we needed a running back, I would get Bo Jackson. I was going to say, does anybody the, think about Bo Jackson? I, well, I'll, I'll still it just, and there's such, it's such a short little blip of a career that, I mean, anybody under 25 or anybody under 35 that won't know it, but he's the greatest athlete that there's ever been. Ever, Mm. ever. He is, he, you're right. He is the greatest athlete ever. I know a lot of people will say Jim Thorpe from back in the day. And look, maybe to me, to me, fucking, fucking Bo Jackson. It's a shame that kids don't know who the fuck Bo Jackson is. So I, I've not really seen a lot of what Bo Jackson, but I've seen highlights. There's one particular touchdown run that he does where he runs over about six people. But the most impressive one for me is when he nails somebody at home plate from near the wall. Yeah. Was, wait, wait, hold on. He threw out Harold Reynolds, who was a yeah. very fast major league baseball yeah. player. And it's the, the craziest thing because Harold Reynolds just was running the base. Like, okay, cool. I'm winning this. And then he said, all of a sudden the catcher standing there and tags him. And he's like, what are you, what Where, you like somebody, he said, somebody's behind the plate going down, 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 telling him to slide. And he's like, what do you, and so he slid, slid anyway. And is tagged out. And it's, 
there's I wish there was better cameras of it, but you can oh. see the thing where Bo picks he picks up the ball barehanded and just turns around and just yeah throws the ball 400 feet in the air, not not yeah. up in the air, 400 feet with bouncing fucking bang laser. Target. Bang on target. He, yeah, he, he is the best athlete I've ever seen. Yep. And again, he's somebody who like didn't really work out. Like he talks no. about that he didn't, he never put in the the huge training and eating healthy and all these things that just. That and just he was still able to, to play two sports and, and he make, played two, and make two the all star games in both sports. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, well, and like hit the home run in the all-star game yeah. his first that bad in the all-star game like yeah stuff he did was, God, but, was, yeah was absolutely Bo jackson was awesome it's it's we, really without I'm... without injury he would be by far the best yeah. sportsman of all time i reckon mm-hmm. well and then you've still got like there's this i mean we'll never know the complete truth but there's the debate out there about whether or not he ran a faster 40 than Deion sanders ever ran and it's not really debated. Like the, there's, you can look at the thing and there's multiple people saying that like he ran it as a four one nine. Yeah. A sub four, two, four for a guy at who was 225 pounds. Yeah. That's not possible. Like, yeah, that's just insane. he, he was ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you can't, uh, couldn't, couldn't go on. I just stayed away from running backs because of how crowded our running back field is. And it's kind of the reason I stayed away from wide receiver as, as, as well. Um, although I wouldn't be mad about having Jerry Rice, <laughs> Jerry Rice or, yeah. or Barry Sanders. I wouldn't cut either one of them in training camp. So essentially with our additions, we've put the team together that would literally win every game and would, yes. would, would not lose. Even with I, Pete Carmichael. Even with Pete Carmichael, I would, I would adjust my record prediction. You, just, you would adjust it. Jason. I would adjust it. I think. Uh, yeah, so that was fun. So again, that's kind of that's kind of what we get in the off season. That's kind of the only things we can talk about till we get training camp in three weeks. weeks. When, when do game, rookies a game report? In, a game in five weeks? There's a game in five weeks. Rookies report July. It's usually 18th, what twenty eighteenth. I think the rookies report that early. I think it's no. July the eighteenth, and then training camp's the twenty first. Yeah, the rookies Holy, are a week earlier. Yeah. Holy shit! That is. That is only two weeks. It's com- there is a football game four weeks in four weeks. Oh, wow. I just got even more excited than I thought I was going to get. <laughs> one, one other just kind of caveat, like, you know, ask is would LaDainian Tomlinson be a better version of Christian McCaffrey in today's NFL? Definitely, definitely more, more durable. Definitely more durable, but I feel like he was. I, I feel like I he would do. I think he's a better the, runner, maybe not quite as fast, but I just I feel like he would do the same now. That I think that, that's what I was I was thinking too. Like Ladainian Tomlinson had an amazing career, but I think that maybe today he'd have the exact same career. I don't know yeah. if he'd do better or worse in yeah, I think, today's I think league. He'd, he'd be the same. Now Him and Marshall he, Falk he were just they just were oh, what they were, and there was yeah. nothing you could do yeah. about it. They, yeah, they could Marshall do anything Falk. on the on the field, and also just great attitudes and teammates are just 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 there to do it do their job. Yeah. Pretty huh. pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Again, it so, is July, so we got to figure out something to talk about. That's right. That's right. Well, look, again, it was nice to kind of have a, a two-week break. I kind of needed the break to kind of let me recharge. I kind of you know, I'm I'm feeling refreshed now that I realize we only have two weeks until until people report for training camp. So that's exciting. So now we're kind of, we're kind of back in it now. to talk about soon. Yes, yes. We've been waiting long enough. Our time is our time is coming. It's going to be great. We'll have one more episode with nothing and then the 
following episode, it'll be the rookies will have reported by now. I don't know that they've practiced yet. Hopefully nobody gets injured or nobody gets arrested. That's what we got to look at. We don't want any, no big saints news, no shenanigans, no shenanigans. I mean, and there's no chance they sign anybody else at this point. Probably. I mean, you're probably waiting until all the camp start and injuries start to happen. Then you'll see some probably additional free agent movement. I'm still guess. pushing for Ngakwe to get signed to our roster and come mm. and play 33% of the snaps at defensive end. I'm there just... are still a lot of, there's a, a, there is a, that... there is a team that you can make a free agents right now that maybe goes 500. Like mm. they, I mean, they, come they, on. they definitely, they definitely, they, they get second place in our division. <laughs> they wouldn't be the worst team in the league. They would not be. They definitely beat the Colts. Who's their quarterback? Um, who, I just was Teddy Bridgewater. At, Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. Okay. He's better than at least five or six quarterbacks that are going to be starting next year. Three of them in the NFC South. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's DeAndre Hopkins is still available. I mean, yeah. you've got you've got uh, Zeke and Dalvin Cook as your running back. Oh, you're going to have a problem on your offensive line, though. That's where you. That's where. <laughs> yeah, that's well, R- yeah, Risner. That's... Risner's still out there. Who would be? I mean, he's you at least got one good offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the offensive line you would definitely end up uh, having. Yeah, that's perhaps, kind of perhaps we've just stumbled across our topic for next week. I was going to say, could you put together a roster of best available? I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't care that much about guys who are not going to be on the Saints. <laughs> Carson Wentz could be your backup for Teddy. Oh, hey, Jesus. He's led a team to a Super Bowl. Th- doesn't involve killing you know bears. And then your third quarterback is Matt Ryan. Do you know what? I'm going to do that over the weekend. I'm, oh, wait, going to did... put, I'm going to put a team together out of free agents and see, and see what I can come up with. Go ahead. I can't leave it. Didn't uh, is Matt oh, Ryan? Sarcasm. Matt Ryan take a job with a studio show? Oh, well, yeah, maybe. But he's still considered a free agent. I don't uh, think he had a retirement press conference. Well, he's He's got to wait for Cam Jordan to show up for that one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, outside of that, any final thoughts? And I'll just go on. Leonard Fournette hasn't been signed either. But you're telling me, is Zeke Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, and uh, Dalvin Cook can, can run the ball, even with a bad offensive line? It's a lot of skill position players out those, there. Those will those will help those will help Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> See if it is if Zeke Elliott is as fat as he was when he last played football, I might stick him at right tackle. <laughs> there you go, fullback. Hey, you can you can add a fullback to your team. Yeah. You have any uh, last no. thoughts, Jane? No, no final thoughts. I've got nothing. <laughs> ready for this season to start. Um, I'm also really excited about LSU football. Um, the odds came out for um, in the um, NCAA football championship, and LSU, I think, was fifth um, in odds, fourth or fifth in odds. They are tied with the exact same odds as Florida State, who is our first game of the year again. Um, that's on September 3rd, um, and it's a game that's being played in, in Florida. Florida Um, so it's a neutral site but still out in Florida Um, that's going to be a huge game to start this year they have the exact same odds for a national championship um, run this year start off beating them and LSU's got a little a little run that they can go on um, to uh, to to start the year and I think that LSU's got a pretty incredible football program this year and 
don't know if y'all heard this, but LSU coaches win championships in year two. They do. It's a little extra pressure. I saw Kelly said we're Ooh. we're more going to be ready for year three, just to kind of deflect <laughs> some of that. <laughs> said the same thing about baseball and, and and all that too. So yeah. Um. So yeah, my uh, yeah, it's, I'm 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 getting to the point where like okay, I'm ready for the football season to come. I obviously see the dome every day. I'm ready to get back in the dome again. I know they've come out with some of the renderings on what it's going to look like, and it's still under construction. I don't know what exactly what it's going to look like, but I'm just ready to get back inside. Will it be ready for the game one against the Titans? I think one side is, but I think I think another side is still going to be under construction. I think they were, they were doing one side last year, another side this year, but since I sit up top, I really don't notice anything. I mean, I guess apparently when you come in, it's going to look a lot like the entrances when you first walk in. They're going to look a lot different. But I, again, I don't know. I know they're working over. I mean, there's workers there every single day working on it. I see them every day when I come in in the morning, every day when I leave. So they're definitely working on it. But then, you know, they had Essence Fest this past week. They had concerts in there. So they're able, they're able to make it work. So I don't know. I don't know the exact timeline, but I don't think all the renovations are going to be done until after this season i think maybe half of it's done but um awesome. I, i'm just yeah i'm just i'm always excited to to get back in there um and it's 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 almost here my brain yep. my, my my brain took football off for a while it's starting to starting to come back on so yeah i'll, I'll be there week one and you and i have our um our uh, dinner um reserved our, our reservations made steak bet yeah um, so we're going to be, well, we're not going to say where we're going to be, but we'll be at a nice steakhouse in, in new Orleans. We don't want anybody to show up to join us, but yeah, we'll be there on, uh, on the, the Friday before the first game. On and Friday and I'm, I can't, I, I'm so excited about the first game. And then week three, I'm so excited to be at Lambeau. I can't, I just, every time somebody brings up the football season, I just kind of get all giddy. And then we, we've kind of confirming James is going to be here, um, going down to Houston with me for the, the Houston game. And then he's going to us. I mean, we're all yeah, Technically, all us, yeah, we're all going to the Houston game. As far as we know, we're patrol. all going to Houston. Yep. Yeah, we're, that's our road trip game this year, and then James will come back. And yeah, it's Go to the Jacksonville game. Yep, yep. Jacksonville Against, game. Uh, according to James, NFL great Trevor Lawrence. According to me, I don't think he was. Oh, me. Jason. Sorry. According Thank to Jason. You. Sorry. <laughs> hey, I said he was. He's the second. He's in the top two of quarterbacks we're going to play this year. We can't really deny it. Uh, but yeah, the season's it's it's gonna be awesome. The season's almost here, so we're gonna have another off-season show or two, and then training camp starts, and we're and we're gonna go full at it. Uh, we're gonna have our season preview show, which will be probably a week or two before the season starts. So we won't preview the first game, but we'll preview the season as a whole. We hope to have a few guests on that show, make it a lot Alcohol. of fun. What's that? Alcohol. Oh, uh, I mean, of course course it's definitely going to be a weekend recording so we're we're definitely gonna have fun at it so yeah um, with that we want to thank you our loyal listeners for downloading each week and telling your friends about the dome patrol podcast for following us on twitter and facebook we're not on threads yet i don't know if we're gonna get on threads i know oh, i'm no, not no, getting on no, threads not doing it not i don't need it. another i don't no. need another social media channel it'll be Jeff, gone and it'll be gone in a couple months yeah about it. it's another well, everybody hates mark zuckerberg on facebook well mark zuckerberg created threads so I don't know. I get it. Everybody's pissed off at Twitter. I get it. But I'm going to ride or die with Twitter like T-Bob. I'm going down with it like, like the Titanic. Um, but yeah, and, and thanks. Thank you for enjoying the show. And uh, download the episodes. You can listen to them whenever you want. Whenever you want. All you got to do is press play. Give us a five-star them. review. 
yeah, give us a five star review. Um, you know, if you hate us, I guess you could tell us, but tell us on Twitter, but still give us a five star review because we'll respond. Yeah, give us a five star review. Would say this this podcast sucks. Five stars, please. And with that, we'll say bye bye donkeys. Bye bye non football donkeys. Dot com. Don't keep me waiting. Don't